0: Oh, that's so smooth. That space toast, so smooth. Joshua. I thought you were talking about, the, I talking about the vodka. I thought you were mentioning the oh, vodka. vodka's pretty tasty, too. Yeah. That music means that we are back. This is Nick and Josh to Dottis, taking a dump, thinking about shit.
1: Yeah, podcast where we just record all the stuff that, that we um, think about.
0: All the and time. And you know what
1: I mean? We talk about it here, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically our way of solving the world's problems.
0: Um, and tonight we are not sponsored and brought to you by... Where'd that bottle go? Where'd it go?
1: In-U-E, I think. Vodka. We're doing vodka now. Things are changing. A little Wudka tonight. Things are changing. The double You get older and you like you make adjustments. So, yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Well, Zodatas. cheers.
0: Tiki-tiki here. It's a plastic cup, so we got to make the noise. Tink. Tink. There you Tink. go. All right. A little vodka Sprite for your life. Nick and Josh, is taking it down, thinking about shit. You can find us all over the place. Web podcast, uh, Tadadis.com, Google Play, yep, Apple, a website, et cetera, still. et
1: cetera. So if they were still paying for that. On all your major podcasting platforms, we're out there, people. Right on, man. So how you been, Nick?
0: Brother, man, this has been uh, life yeah. is good. Life is good. We, uh, you know, we just got through finishing up uh, Thursday night football here, which I'm glad it's over because it was, you know, NFL football this year definitely has gotten me back into it. You know, I've got you know Marcus and Matteo uh, Mateo. i I would say forcibly taking me to the game. They haven't forcibly taken me. They invite me to go and have a good time with them, and we have a blast. So I've been back at, like, six Texans games this year, which yeah. last year you couldn't have drug me to any. Right. Uh, it's you know fu- it's,
1: it's actually fun to go to again. It's, yeah, a, it's an exciting you know, experience. It's a, shift, a um, it's a shift in the ownership it's a, it's and it's in leadership
0: and the f- that. Uh, you know, so watching NFL football, too, you know, this is a couple years in now with not playing fantasy football, which has changed the world for me. For it it p- ma- positively. Oh, absolutely. It made watching football, NFL football specifically, again, fun because it was just – it was tedious, and it was so – like, it would, ruin my fuck, it would ruin my Thursday, Sunday, Monday. It would ruin three, four days out of the week because all I'm doing is watching my six teams, right? And all of my teams, I'm playing people in one league that have the same people I have in the other league. So all I can do is root for and against my guys and then it was just one of those things where you just I kept I kept constantly it was it was a frustration point all day and it, it just ruined it.
1: Well, so. it wasn't always that, but it came. I guess it became that. I yeah, think there's also leaks. elements of, of like for me specifically why I tuned out on football. Um, but yeah, the, the also the local team was so bad and they, they were, you know, absolutely. Um, dumpster uh, inept, fire is inept at making decisions. They were what? just making bad decisions. A dumpster decisions fire is actually an all across insult the board. to a dumpster that's on fire. And so, f- not, you know, yeah. finally they, they, you know, they lucked into um, what seems like a pretty good GM. Um, a local coach has done a really good job inspiring a team this year and a, and a heck of a quarterback. Um, you know, they had a pretty good draft this year, frankly, yeah. free agency. They got a bunch of money to spend next year. So, yeah, the, the team is exciting again for the first time in a long time.
0: Yeah, so that's why, you know, tonight we just finished watching Pittsburgh. Somehow Pittsburgh ended up losing to the now 3-10 and ten New England Patriots, which clearly, clearly says that Tom Brady was not a fucking, uh, a, what was it, the, the uh, system quarterback. You think it was the, the uh,
1: chicken or egg it was Tom Brady or, well, or I, Belichick I it's I Tom Brady? I would
0: say that, you know, the one year that Brady got hurt and we had the Brady rule for tackling quarterbacks mm-hmm. below the knee, right, you had uh, Castle fill in, Matt Castle, and they still went 11-5. They didn't win right. Super Bowl, whatever. That that like backed up that it was a system. It's all the <laughs> system. It had nothing to do with, with Tom. Terrific, right? And even with all the numbers and all the titles and all the even with the you know the three all losses, all the king's horses and you know, all king's that shit. Now that he's gone, gone, officially gone. Uh, yeah, but he went to he seen. went to Tampa Bay and won up. Right, and he, won went a, he went Super Bowl right <laughs> the next went, year. So that was kind of that first part of that Tampa conversation. Went to the Super Bowl with him. It was like, wait, yeah. what happened? And since Tom's left New England. Uh, ten losses in New England, shit. We haven't had that in fucking probably twenty years now. And so all I was saying is that yes, it, to me it, it proves or disproves like the the assistant quarterback I think thing. What I'm
1: hearing you say is it
0: reconfirms my
1: original idea. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the Well, game.
0: you know there was a period in time where there was I had an I, know, I had I a I leg to stand on and an argument. What do you mean you know, a leg to stand on? I before was right. before he had all the goddamn records, I had a leg to stand on. Listen, once he's br- <laughs> once he once he had all the Seuss-ier.
1: records, I just I was just uh, ahead of the game, the Seussier. Well,
0: w- once his records and numbers d- then go past, you know, uh, you you go past uh, Joe Montana and Tom uh, tar- Terry Bradshaw and the others that have more Super Bowls than him at the time, it was like, well, now we're running out of numbers to say why he's not. And then, you know, slowly but surely, he took the the, the number one spot and all the stats. And I get that, it, greatest of all time.
1: Um, so tell me a little about the Texans. Tell me, I mean, you are probably know a little bit more than I am. Obviously, you got a pretty. Um, pretty stud quarterback who's playing lights out um they got a uh, another rookie receiver who, who just got hurt but yeah. before that playing lights out um the coach you know you know he's a local guy and we just love that Texans maybe more than others like uh, people from Texas seem to like have a little bit more um tribal about their their um coaches teams players yeah, yeah their sons win. the sons of the other oh, there, you you know yeah I like that that kind of concept so you know um D'Amico Ryan's you know, not only coming back to the Texans, but also, like, having some success has, has been an extra. Maybe, you know, a little um, cherry on the on – Yeah, the
0: I mean, the passion he had as a player, he was uh, a – you know, d- he took J.J. under his, his wing. Uh, there was a disciple there, if you will, under, you know, Will Anderson, the, the linebacker out of Bama, the, the third pick overall, the Texans' second pick in the draft behind C.J. Right, there's he exact same roles, position as, as D'Amico was here, both at Alabama and here with the team. Bottom line, yeah, there's a there's a huge influx of, of energy and passion. That's, uh, and, you know, I say it over and over. It's, it's it's tangible. It's palpable. It can be. It's something real. You can feel it. There's there's something. There's an electricity of nothing else with this team because D'Amico, like you can feel his passion. You can feel. I don't I don't know that I've heard the man speak and think. Man, I think he's full of shit. I've not, I don't know that I have. I mean those words. I don't know that I have. I'm yeah, not saying he doesn't bullshit, but I'm saying I have not heard him when it when when the cameras are in, and he's in front of the team and we're talking about post game or pregame. I don't think I've heard just just the cliche shit out of his mouth.
1: Well, I mean all coaches are gonna have coach talk, so he definitely is not you know absent of that kind of thing. I think that yeah, there's an element of passion that he brings. Um, you know, we're probably you know extra inside again because because. He's a local guy. At least he played for this team before. Not sure, local necessarily, right. but played for the team before. Um, you know, it was it was a good pro. All, all that stuff. To me, the real interesting part is, you know. Like, th- there, there have been raw, raw coaches in the past. There have been emotional coaches in the past, you know, and they're, they're X's and O's coaches. There's Belichick that shows no emotion, you know. <laughs> to me, like, the ultimate thing is, like, I want winners. And this team is yeah. winning right now. They're winning. They're, they're doing it late in games. They're holding off, you know what I mean, holding off other teams late in games to, to win games. So, it's it's been a really exciting run. Um, and, and, it's you know, the quarterback also, uh, C.J. Stroud, has just been, you know, like – the, there's such a risk or there's such a, you know, a risk-reward for taking a quarterback so early in a draft um, for every team. And, you know, it seems like every year half the league is looking for their next quarterback. And so, you know, Texans weren't the only ones looking. Um, and, you know, other teams had other decisions. You know, the Texans didn't draft one, 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 number one overall. What I'm saying is like it's been a, a quite um, positive, like both him being drafted, him being in this experience, this team, so on and so forth, and to the point where, you know, they were they a were three-win w- three um, three-win team last year, and they, are what, have seven wins already this yeah, season? Yeah, they, had,
0: they hadn't had four wins since the 2019 <laughs> season. This was the first year they've got seven on the year. And it, uh, so uh, yeah,
1: rookie quarterback, rookie coach, all the all things are really, really positive for the Texans right now, and they're winning. They're, they're actually putting results up too. So it's not just like really good play with, you know, some close, close right, losses. It, it's it's you know
0: they're putting W's on the board. And it's it's hard, obviously, when you take a when you take a quarterback that early. Like it's 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 not often that you do hit, and then if you do hit, you like to hit a home run, let alone a grand slam or a three run shot. Like D'Amico. Every bit of what's, what's changed, uh, how the energy and the, the, the just the passion from the team, from the, those positions has changed, you can feel it. And, it. and I'm not saying we got lucky on the pick. I really wanted C.J. versus Bryce. I didn't, I didn't want Bryce. I was never a fan of Bryce. And I'm not saying he's the reason Carolina has fucking 10 losses. I'm just saying he's not the guy I wanted. CJ was the one I decided I wanted when it when it came to this draft. Watching him against my Georgia Bulldogs, right, and in the national title game, he threw for damn near 400 yards in a, in the loss. Uh, same kind of shit that Deshaun did two times against Bama. One loss, one win. So, you just see the numbers. You see this kid and this CJ's. He's smart. He he runs second. He throws first all the time. And man, he's got a fucking laser for an arm.
1: And it's not just a big arm. It's it's accurate. He puts the ball and like the right place for, for his players only to catch. Um it's it's been a really fun season, you know, and we got some more season to go and it'd be nice to see him going to the playoffs, but um you know the 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 outlook of the team, you know, the 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 um
0: Sure the, the overall outlook. I mean yeah it's yeah. Like the the, the, the stock
1: them. is up, right? With yeah. well, this thing's looking up. Um contrarily maybe to the Astros, the Astros just finished up the winter meetings. If you been paying much attention at any not. of their moving moves. So no. um So, Machete is officially not going to be returning the Astros' son to backup catchers, so it's the Yadier uh, Diaz. um Yadier, Yadier. Yeah, it's going to be his show. Um, They added, uh, who else did they add? I forget. It was a backup catcher and maybe an infielder. I can't remember. Not much. Oh, relief pitchers. They added relief pitching. And so, there's an element of the Astros. No big splashes. No big, you know, real... Real push, you know. They're not. They didn't uh, replace Michael Brantley. You know, often sure. injured. Um, it looks like it's going to be an outfield of Chase McCormick, Chas McCormick in left field, and Jake Myers getting the nod in, in center field with Yordan being the DH, and he'll you know he'll mix in some left
0: field and a little Tucker. bit. Um, yeah, and Tucker in right field. Um, you know, infield's going to be pretty mm. much the same with Abreu, Altuve. Well, well, the reason I make that noise, there is the Only other like I haven't paid attention to any of the winter meetings, but I do. The one move I can tell you I do know off the top of my head that anybody's made is the fucking Yankees. Which I figured they were sooner than later. They went out and got Juan Soto, which now means that Joe Buck will be on every Yankees broadcast he can, coming in his pants as often as possible, about Juan Soto being. I think yeah. if, if you're not sure, like you can go ask Joe Buck. He'll tell you if he's 23 or 24 or when he's uh, about to be uh, whatever day. I can't tell if you're excited about that or not. Um, I hate Joe Buck. Uh, oh, it, doesn't like, yeah, like it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all that the Yankees went and got Juan Soto. What?
1: What? I mean. What I, mean, what I don't understand, that statement. It doesn't surprise you. Yeah, Yankees are going swinging big. Uh, what to me is kind of interesting is this would be Soto's third team as a major leaguer in right? like five years. And yeah. so, like I think ab- you think about that. You know, the, the Astros. Uh, you know, the Bregman. There was stories that the Astros might be shopping Bregman, and now Dana Brown, the GM, has said Bregman. We're not. We're not so shopping. So Bregman. We're, we're not, not doing that. Yeah, and of course that could be GM talk. It could be who knows, but. Um, there's an element of, you know, at least the GM saying he doesn't want to trade him, but Soto, this would be his third team, right? Um, yeah. He was at the Nationals. What happened? He got traded to the Padres, and now he's traded to the Yankees. Yeah. Heck of a baseball player, but, like, wh- what kind of a guy gets traded three times? Do you don't start, you know, maybe questions about locker room, you know, whatever. Well, that,
0: Yeah, and it's all, like, and he's still really young, and yeah. it's the, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it, it reflects negatively on him. I think it's, I mean, I, I can definitely see how it does. In my opinion, I don't think that, at least that's not what I've heard anything about him. Um, I see a young guy that's trying to chase both money and championships because everywhere he's gone, he's gotten pretty good deals as far as money wise. And yeah, but he's on a I'm contract not, now. Just they yeah. just traded, him. so he's not like getting another contract. He no, no, no and I'm not hating on any of that. And, and it's the, I don't know the, the details of the signing with the Yankees, but you know, the, let's go hyperbole for a second. We all know anytime you go to New York, that just means you're whatever. If they didn't give you, a, if they didn't buy the contract this time what's going to happen as soon as you do something, you know, we help them get over whatever hump they want or get a next title. Uh, Next thing you know, your your checkbook just, you know, got nine figures bigger or something stupid because that's what they do and I'm not hating on the Yankees for buying titles. It just hasn't worked and I don't, what I'm saying here is summation is I don't think that Juan Soto is the answer to them getting another title.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it gets them any closer. That's that's for you know them to decide. They've got to be you know they're
0: they're behind the Astros and I mean the how, Rangers. how many home run hitters do you need in your outfield? Well, <laughs> you gotta have some produce. But um,
1: <laughs> the 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 early word from oh I got the freaking GM for New York escapes me, but he said that they they are going to this fully fully understanding that um, re-signing is it Soto cashman? is it still Cashman? I Ryan forget cashman? if it's Cashman or not. Doesn't um, matter. Either way, they they basically said that. That they understand this could be a short-term solution with Soto. This, you know, so and they pay, they they paid big, by the way, of the the lots of, of picks, and San Diego must uh, they must be in like halfway rebuild mode. You know, they got the the, the shortstop that tested positive for PDS last year, missed like three quarters of the season. Yeah, yeah and well, Tatis. that, um, yeah, well
0: that was they they had Tatis, they had Soto, and what was the other guy? Um, second baseman.
1: I forget now, but yeah. So they they, they, they were sp-
0: that was supposed to be their big three, and they were supposed to do their thing. And what's craziest last year, the beginning of the baseball season, like the Padres came out the gate, something silly like twenty two and five. Right. They look and good. then and then they lost like twenty two out of the next thirty. Well, I was they, like wait, what? It,
1: they, both them and the Dodgers were not on the first round this year, and it was surprising because they thought that was going to be the right. the uh, yeah. uh, National League. Uh, uh, championship series so we got Uh, we got the astros that haven't done much in
0: winter meetings texans you know doing stuff we got got golf on just now for something i have on the tv and listen tiger woods came back for the first time in 700 some odd days to play in a tournament he didn't win but he did play all four days he walked all four days Um, each time he takes time away after injury i love seeing him when he first comes back because you know like the comparisons and all the memes were showing him next to the rock which obviously he's not that big as the rock but the motherfucker keeps getting bigger and thicker and swoller every time and keeps coming back saying, man, I feel better. Well, no shit. It's I amazing. hope it's HCH. I do, too. I don't I care. Hope that, I hope Listen, that ends the golf course of the, the podcast. There's a meme. Well, there, briefly is this. There's a meme from it, – it's the meme with the guy and the girl laying in bed and the the, the lady, she said, I, I bet he's thinking about other women or whatever. You know, I, I wonder what guys are thinking mm. or what guys want. And the only one that I've seen to that that I think is the best and I shared with Nicole the other day is it's that. And I said, what do, what mm-hmm. do men want? And the answer wasn't as one below shows Tiger Woods with a fist pump. It says Tiger, Tiger to win one more PGA tournament. Is that what we want? Well, I, I do. Okay. Once he wins one more, he's officially, officially the all-time great. Like he's tied, all right, for all-time most wins. So that's that's uh, it. Now that can conclude our, our golf talk for now. I wouldn't mind if Tiger Woods just played golf for
1: fun on Sundays and not I, like I, I just he's he's just not interesting to me anymore. Golf's okay. not interesting at all to me anymore. Um, real quick, do the Rockets because I don't know anything about the Rockets.
0: Uh, the Rockets are nine. I have won nine consecutive games at home uh, on the season. I'm I'd have to pull up off the top of my head. I want to say that they're, let's call them ten and nine or ten and eight on the year. There's been up and down. There's been streaks going both ways. Um, they're young. It seems like they got a good coach man, now. Yeah. And um, that
1: that Singuin. C- what's his name? C- Alperin
0: Singuin. C- yeah. Alpi. He seems like he
1: was a nice diamond in the rough find. Um, so they they are you know, I don't again I don't follow them as much. Probably you follow them a little bit. More, but there's. It seems like for the first time in a couple of years, they're starting to turn a little bit of a corner. They're yeah. starting to at least be competitive. They're not, you know, it's not tank city anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, you and I were talking earlier about soccer, which we won't bring up now. But there's an interesting part about um, relegation in soccer that makes teams, you know, it's impossible to tank, which would be
0: really interesting because well, and you and know, force if
1: it forces you in seasons to actually like, you know, try. You know. Well, as you
0: said, that, the reason I, I was about to even try, like, I I don't know. I have not done any of the research, and I apologize for that. On the in-season NBA tournament, oh yeah, the, the allegedly the in-season tournament is is to the, the the at least on paper the purpose of it is to to discourage the tanking and the uh, what what were they calling it um, not rest but what was the damn stupid phrase uh, minute management or time uh, management yeah or yeah. yeah, yeah. One, that uh, that that management, right? The, that that the well so so not having you your think best your stars you sh- playing and on. to reduce your injuries. That was this tournament. How at least as I've been told, was the, in the intent of the tournament was to to discourage the uh, the time management or load management. There it is, the load management, and tanking because you can still get this other trophy and all the players on your team, regardless of whether they set foot on the floor or not, for this in season tournament. Uh-huh. Every player, all everyone on the team, right? Regardless what they do, there's there's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus if your team gets to the per final. player.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that means something to like into the bench guys, sure. Right. And so there but LeBron's uh, not worried about two hundred fifty. No, brand, okay. not at
0: all. And right. And so it's the, the premise all right, of let's trying to do Let's talk about it real that, quick. Yeah.
1: You tell me because I don't, I don't, I don't understand or buy this concept that it's supposed either. to keep teams from tanking. How would it do that? Or how, what's I their I don't what's their what's I their I idea of why why it would do that?
0: Do you know, do you know that? I, tell you, I, I haven't done enough research on it. I was told that was part of one of the reasons was the prevention. Who told you that?
1: what would they, would they suggest is it? Because uh, to me,
0: okay, how about this? What was just, say? When I going to say? When I asked the question, their answer was, I started to read an article. This is what it said, and I got bored. And okay. I said, kind of me too. Because it's I don't really know the premise of it. So I don't really care about it because I don't think the, if, if that's the premise, I don't, think that, I, I don't think I've heard anything that describes that actually working. So let me kind of. Uh, that makes sense?
1: yeah okay let me th- t- what it sounds to me like is um what it happens in european soccer and I'll, and I'll kind of i'll kind of explain like how that works in european soccer why this is an ex- is not an example of that and why all those arguments you say of doing it don't make any sense to me so so in in europe um one first things first their league champion the the, the team that wins you know the championship of the league right in america we have a regular season which typically results in um seeding for a a knockout style tournament right Mm -hmm. and our our champion is decided by the winner of that actual tournament and that's you know the special thing for american sports is like the wild card for example in football and baseball so on and so forth um in in let's call english soccer european soccer for example their league champion is crowned by who has the best season so like in soccer there's three points for a win one point for a tie obviously zero for a loss and so it's the most points that wins the league in america it would be the best record so you basically the the analogy would be if whoever whoever had the best record in baseball they actually won the league and then there would be you know whatever in europe there's a in-season tournament. That is kind of like tapping on that, like you know, el- elimination um, concept, right? And so, to me, it, you know, if if the NBA is trying to follow that model, really, really, you know, the, the, the real answer is they're just trying to have more games so you can get you know more well, attendance. attendance. It's but, it's listen, but listen, but listen, number of games. Though, by the but way, they're but not adding
0: but any more games. What do you mean they're not adding more games? They're not adding any games to the season. They're just taking the games that are currently so on the their season scale. isn't going to be eighty one games anymore. It's already eighty two games, yeah, and it doesn't change.
1: What I'm saying is the the pl- the the tournament games
0: yes they were part of the regular season those games are not any additional games Okay, so you still play 82, and those games count towards the regular season. They count I towards they count towards, a reg- they count towards they count towards regular season record, and then the in season tournament okay, record this doesn't make any sense at all. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's it, it yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Anyways, they're, not, I, I, they're not extra games. Okay, I, yeah, I care less about it than at all. This, right. To me,
1: it sounds like to me it sounds like they're trying to copy Europe and get more games in. But if that's not the case, then what's what's the point? And like nobody cares. No, there's no extra ump. So in soccer, right? Like in in England, they they have a tournament where you know if you're in the third league you have a chance to, like, win against the, the, the top league, right? So it'd be like AAA teams well, like play against so Major League playing Baseball relegation teams. So a little bit for anybody that may well not know. Well, what no, I no, this is it. different from relegation. Okay. What I'm talking about is, like, there's, there's a league tier system in, in England, for example. So th- the closest thing we have in America is AAA baseball, AA baseball, and the Major Leagues, right? So the concept is, like, a AAA team could play in the same tournament as a Major League team. And you know um, David versus Goliath, they could ha- have a run, and they could go sure. in that tournament. So that's what's special. Doesn't happen very often, but it is kind of like a it's special possible, part. Right. Yeah, it's a special part of, of that that um, tournament in that league. Um, you know, if you really want, if you really care about relegation and like what what makes it special and why, you know, the NBA would be an interesting place to to launch it. But like um, you know, it makes a lot of sense that the most money by way of advertisement and how that 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 ad revenue is split between teams is is the most money in the top league right like you can imagine the major league baseball makes a lot more money than minor league baseball so on and so forth and so there's a huge financial incentive to stay in that top league um and in england the bottom three teams in the premier league go down to the championship and the top three teams in the championship move up to the premier league it's this it's this ongoing up and down and i was telling you earlier about luton town who played arsenal this week luton town i think was like in the fourth division you know eight or ten years ago and they've They've matriculated themselves up to the Premier League, right? They play in a they play in a stadium, Nick. I mean, it's it's okay, I told you earlier, it's, it's well, like you some high school all, football yeah. stadiums in Texas are bigger bigger this than this shit. Not even some. <laughs> that,
0: Pretty much all of them. That might be
1: that might be a slight exaggeration, but they're like houses on the back of this stadium. It's it's like it just looks like you know this small town, England. You know what I mean? And they're playing against the the biggest clubs in the world. Um, but you know, they, they, they were promoted last year in the championship. They, prom- they were promoted a couple years before that into the championship, so on and so forth. So this kind of thing about, again, it's like Cinderella story on steroids really. And so it's really, it's a really interesting part of, you know, we, by the way, in soccer talk right now, but That's yeah, fine. but, th- but the point that we were talking about the NBA is that, you know, they're trying to replicate that. They're trying to replicate that excitement specifically. I think one of the biggest, you know, frustrations with, with, um, NBA fans is that number one, if you go to a game, you're. Superstar might not play, but also like the tanking element. It's like it's yeah. it, you're incentivized to lose. So, anyways, let's 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 do this. The Rockets, I, I just don't know enough. There's still a long way to go. The Texans seem super exciting. The Astros, you know what I mean? They just got uh, what bounced out in the um, American League, Champions American League, League series. Championship Series, one year removed from from the World Series. So, th- the the question is like, what which wh- if if you're gonna put it, like stock market invest money in one of the teams, where are you putting your money? You know what I mean? You got a hundred bucks
0: right. to invest. How much they, you invested mean, in each
1: team? And what well, was
0: about say, do, do I have to only do a hundred each way? Hundred thousand dollars is what I'm saying. Hundred thousand okay. dollars each. Now total. So I have a total, total. Total. of Total. Invest. So yeah. I could, yeah. I, could I, I could cop out and go 50-50 each way.
1: No, I mean Rockets are in there too. So it's no, three. No, it, su- it's three teams: Rockets, Texans, Astros. Okay. Okay. Which team are you putting money in for like future success? I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like I'm betting this team's gonna, you know, be really good in the next sure. three or four, three four sure. five
0: years. Man, I don't know. I, was like, I, I think cop-out's the answer, but I would go... What, 33-33-33? Yeah, like, that's the obvious cop-out. Well, the ro-
1: the, to well. me, the Rockets are turning a corner, but they're yeah. nowhere near so what re- the Texans feel like they are see, right now. I would
0: go 50 in the Astros because approved, and then we might split the other between the, the Texans and the Astra or Rockets. But, it, it, you know, it, how about this? I go 50-40-10. 50 to the Astros, 40 to the Texans, ten to the 10 to the Rockets.
1: Fair. I think I'm putting $10 on the Rockets, yes. sure. um, and I'm putting, yeah, I'm putting, you know, I think the Astros window is still open. This year will be interesting um, for a couple reasons. Um, will the Astros make a splash? They did not, not make much of a splash in the f- uh, free agency this year. Will they make a midseason move? That'll, that'll kind of determine... Whether you know you double down on on the investment, I still think it's probably like I'm putting sixty thousand dollars probably on maybe seventy thousand dollars on the Astros, maybe thirty thousand dollars, $990, 990 and (laughs) then I'm putting (laughs) ten bucks on the Rockets because I just don't watch them and I don't really know (laughs) if they're any good. Um, But the the Texans are exciting for the first time in a long time. But the Astros do have that kind of proven, sure, you know, proven history. So yeah. Yeah, right on man so anyways let, let's let's do a quick so we're gonna take a break here in just a few minutes let's talk a little bit about like the landscape of college football for example because i think that's oh, super yeah, kind of yeah, valuable so we'll go
0: back there let me go on my college football for a minute so we go georgia was uh, we had, oh, about uh nothing but the <laughs> i don't <laughs> give a piss about nothing but the tides, baby. <laughs> well, d- d- Roll tide, Ge- baby Tide, georgia lost to alabama and i could tell you why they got hosed or i could tell you why they lost and they got hosed a couple times, but they the the one and only turnover that mattered the most. Uh, bad handoff, fumble. They gave the ball with their own ten. Their defense gave up exactly one yard and a field goal, and they lost by a field goal. There's there's the game. Um, long story long, it's uh, really 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 fucking hard to go back to back in college football, let alone three times. And well, but like m- Saint vie.
1: But, but with regard to like the the football BCS championship, right? Alabama won that game. You know, the SEC championship. All the like hoopla around that. Georgia, if they win that game, it's they're guaranteed. They're undefeated and they're oh, yeah. champion. They're the guaranteed in their SEC championship. They're guaranteed in the number top, one spot. Yeah, New they're guaranteed two. in the top four. You know, where, where they're ranked. You know, I guess it's relevant to in a little ways. But it's like the top four is where you want to be, right? As long as you're in the top four. So Alabama wins that game. They're a one-loss team. They get in. Yep. Right? They leapfrog rankings um, of who, who, okay. Who's the
0: undefeated they got left out of Florida State? Yeah. Number one is Michigan. Michigan's undefeated Big Ten champion. Yeah. Beat beat Ohio State. Deservedly, I guess. Uh, They they smoked Iowa. They smoked Iowa in in a Big Ten title. Number two is Washington, your Pac-12 champion, fourteen and zero. Also, they oh. beat Oregon undefeated. again by three. Yeah, tough. Both, two, both games against Gordon, three point wins. Great. They, it's it's T- tough game, but they they because well, Oregon is ranked like five or six at the mm-hmm. time. Yep. Then you then we get to number three team coming in, which was the one they left on the show, right? Number four team they gave away immediately, which was. Um, Texas.
1: Yeah, so oh, you're talking about the the reveal show?
0: Yeah, the reveal show next Yeah, no, Texas yeah. gets in uh at, at 4 to play Washington. Right.
1: So Texas bonafides are they beat Alabama and Alabama in this Tuscaloosa. Year. They also had one loss. Who's their loss to? I forget. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. In, okay. In,
0: in in the Red River shootout game, which is okay. called the rivalry, but I don't Red know if, I don't know if those
1: rivalry game. games mean more like rankings of the team they're playing probably, but yeah, it's a,
0: it's a, right. it's a it's a big game, fair. Right. Oklahoma so beat Oklahoma beat Texas by two touchdowns. Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa by two yep. touchdowns. Alabama beat Georgia in in Atlanta by three. So you had three one-loss teams that were all viable uh, options for three or four. And Florida State being undefeated ACC champion 14-0. The problem is, and what I did learn that Sunday when they were putting out the selection, yeah. bullet point three of your six selection points, which I was not aware of until that day, says the status or physical availability of your key players slash stars. So they're losing their starting quarterback three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I heard that. that. And then their second string quarterback going down. So in their title game. Another
1: team got bumped from a a bowl game because the same thing. The
0: ACC title game, Florida State winning against Louisville. Louisville, who had just lost to Kentucky the week before in a rivalry game. Uh, Louisville should have been blown the fuck out by Florida State. But your third-string quarterback, you guys win 16-13 to 13 also. It's not Georgia-Alabama three points. It's your undefeated Florida State trying to make a stamp to go in. You deserve your, your top four ranking. And Louisville, who's now a three-loss team, hung with you to a field goal because you're on your third-string quarterback. I the bet. reality is is you, you if, if we put you in at three, which you did earn. I believe it. I mean it. Florida State earned that third spot. It is the easiest walk for Michigan and the most boring fucking game we've ever seen in the playoffs.
1: I bet the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA, like, salivate over how much control –
0: College yes, because
1: because <laughs> w- like the there's a like conspiracy theory every year. It's like they all, they want you know Los Angeles and you know the, the Dodgers and the Yankees in the all World the Series time. for all the eyeballs. You know what I mean? And so it just seems like those things are manipulated to get there. And the college football is like, yeah, we just decide because your quarterback's not going to be able to play, and and people might not pay attention for that. So we're going to like bump you. It's well, it's you, so you interesting. It also
0: sets up though, right? So you have you have Michigan playing, uh, you have Michigan playing uh, Alabama. And yep. you have Washington, Texas. Right, it's it's so Alabama, if, Texas. Like if they both paper, win, yeah. If they both win and get to the national championship game, the one chance for you to re- redeem, Rematch. yeah, re- right. You get one shot for that one loss, and it is for all the marbles. Yeah, and I don't hate it, and I know that Florida State, like the fans and everybody, and I, I'm not even in disagreement. It's, it's frustrating. One of those but, things, but, it's like you but can't. But that bullet point, that bullet point was so important to me because I, I really did not know that that was part of the selection criteria. And because it is, well, but it, it sh- it should it's really yeah,
1: it Should it be? That's the whole point. I mean, should it be? Well, can
0: Florida State win without their fucking starting yeah, two well, quarterbacks? Yeah, well,
1: what, what else do you want them to do? Like, we won every single game. What else do you want us to do? Like, what else can we do? Not get our guy hurt? Like, okay, it's, <laughs> that's impossible. Like, <laughs> I, you know, shit it. happens, right? So it's like, you know, I, get, I, I see it. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Listen, uh, they get
0: a chance at Georgia on this New Year's 6, and when New- Georgia murders them, then the discussion's over anyways.
1: Yeah, like, I, you know, I think Alabama, Texas might make me watch, but other than that. Uh, so they gave us
0: a 5-6 for Georgia and, and Florida State, and it, I mean, it's going it, to, it will, Florida State won't have anything to say after that, so.
1: run right on, man. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break here.
0: Do it. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. What was that? But say again. go fuck yourself. Excellent. Thank you so <laughs> much. Is that clear? Yes. Uh, I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Your <laughs> <words>? <laughs> well, well, let me ask you then. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. I, don't advertise. I love how do you every f- bit of the clip. I love every bit of the guy's face. I love the silence. Let's, I, uh, I let's love how... Add some,
1: add some context to what's going on here. So this is, this is Elon Musk in front of a, a panel, I guess. Um, and he's being asked about... Um, advertisers. So Disney yeah, famously decides they're not going to advertise on X anymore, and their reasoning is because, uh, well, a amongst a amongst amongst a well, amongst amongst well, amongst a couple things, um, there's there's been a lot of complaints that um, <laughs> that advertising potentially could go. Um, you know, for, first and foremost, it's the idea that X slash Twitter isn't um, self-regulating enough, and so they let gr- you know gross um, um, speech on their, You know. Speech, like right? free speech. Like actual free speech. Like actual actual And so free that speech. there's potentially their their advertisement might be next to something awful, right? And so this new mm-hmm. anti Semitism is this thing that's it's it's you know well, jumped back up it's, because it's, of what's going on in the world. The, and it, so hold on one second. Um so so Elon basically tweeted something that people would, would consider you know anti-semitic whatever that means to, wh- to whomever whatever whatever it's 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 you know it's twofold so it's like the idea that my my um, advertising might be next to like terrible things also the owner CEO of this company quite literally is is propagating this okay now you go. so what I
0: was gonna say is simply this it's the Disney saying that they're going to pull advertising from Twitter X because it could be He's anti-Semitic, or it is anti-Semitic, or X or Twitter, or whatever's anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. which is w- let's just be honest with that. That's the fun new label, right? Like you can't you, you you can't be those things, and if you're dubbed that, then it doesn't actually really matter what you said or did because clearly you can't be those things. Yeah, it's the the it's, r- it's what ra- it's racist now. Right. It's when when the reality of yeah. it is, is, I love his response because it, it y- their their threat and their action and their public action was to. Specifically declare out loud, intentionally, make sure everybody hears it, that Disney is pulling all their advertising from X. And I love how he said it. Don't don't advertise. And the guy's like, what do you mean don't advertise? Don't advertise. You're going to fucking threaten me. You're going to blackmail me with money. The answer I have for you is go fuck yourself. And I love every bit of it because that's not that's not what you're supposed to say anytime somebody threatens you with money. It's also not what you're supposed to say anytime somebody calls you a nazi or anti-semitic or racist or whatever right you shouldn't your your response is not supposed to be go fuck yourself well guess what if i'm not actually doing those things and i'm calling you exactly what it is on it uh you know the beauty of again with america and free speech and why why it works is go fuck yourself whether or not you like that as a catch line a catch phrase man it's a wonderful one because the truth is what was going on You're you said you don't want to advertise here anymore perfect eat a dick don't advertise that, I mean, that could end the whole conversation, but it won't. It hasn't. Why? Because it's Disney versus Twitter X, right? I mean, chime in here.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's an interesting, it's an interesting kind of back and forth. It was interesting because it was you know it's it's draped in, in politics because um, you know Elon Musk is now kind of you know a spokesperson for um, whatever i guess uh, the nazi wave of thinking in america you know it's it's he's
0: he's um I mean he's allowing he's people to he's put on put on, not on not twitter and x the, the stuff that's going on in, in palestine and, well and that's <laughs> if you believe
1: well that's that's, that's if you believe <laughs> that like who knows there's <laughs> censorship still on, on x it's just oh absolutely yeah but yeah. so to, you know my takeaway is this it, it's interesting this definitely ignites um that that tribalism, that political tribalism. I was going to say Elon Musk is kind of like a spokesperson for the right. He's not quite MAGA, he's not quite Trump, but he's like Trump adjacent in so many ways. Sure. And I think that there's an element of the the Trump adjacentness or whatever. Th- what I'm trying to describe there is because he's kind of attacking um, those kind of ingrained systems, and I think that's a lot what this well, is. That, and that that that's d- what it's
0: that, easy to equate to the if it's if he's Trump adjacent, right? It's easy to equate him to a Nazi. And well, that's that's what that that they try to yeah, do, but but what easy. I'm saying is what i'm saying though is is is
1: that like this pissing match between disney and <laughs> elon number one to me it's it's all for show right it's You're like sure? we're talking about it so like x is is doing well because we're talking about it you know it looks like Elon Musk is like fighting the them's and theys, even though he's still yeah, he's, like he's, he's, he's with s- the them's and theys. Let's well, yeah, be he's, t- he's still like you know have it has his hand out, you know what I mean, behind his back, asking for money for SpaceX from from you know NASA and, 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 and so, they're, and so and they're
0: part of it, and it's fine. Yeah, it's it's it is the dog and pony show. It's it's the WWE across the board. Yeah, but I appreciate just on the surface. Listen, I again the silence in that fucking room with the live studio audience and the panel, and the interviewer. Yeah, but it's, it's when f- he said "Go fuck yourself," you didn't hear a pen drop. You you heard nothing. You heard. You could hear the director in the booth say, "Oh my God, what did he just say?" And he said, "If you didn't hear me, I'll say it again. Go fuck yourself." Yeah, really. I the the I, I think the it.
1: takeaway that the, the the like, you know, ten thousand foot down look at this. In my opinion, is is the, the message Elon was trying to get across is like I'm not for sale. You know, <laughs> like like he said, um, you're going to try to blackmail yeah, me like, with money ho- you're going to ho- try to blackmail well, me well, well, hold with on money. hold on what what i'm saying though is <laughs> no no listen what i'm saying is is there's an element of of disney and whatever whatever counterparts are, are boycotting um, advertising on twitter there's an element of you're 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 aligning with a political identity that we don't like right and so because of that we're going to hurt you where we think it hurts you right Right. which is in the pocketbook so it's another way of how they get you know every other company has to capitulate right every other company is threatened by you know you'll get bad press if you don't go along with this this is kind of one of the first most like you know out there examples of a company saying you know, listen, we're not going to kowtow to you. We're going to stand by our own principles. Not like I don't believe any of that. Like, I don't right. think X is any kind of like it's maybe better for s- free speech than other places. And it's been, you know, what I mean, there's some, a, an attempt to kind of swing it back a little bit since uh, Elon's taken over. But they still censor and they still don't allow things that are still no, no things to talk about. So, you know, I think it's more of, you know, just a big game, a, a more of the theater. Um, so sure,
0: absolutely. No, it's uh, I'm, I'm and I if nothing else. I appreciate this, the theater for exactly what it was, was you got that host. And the crowd, that audience, that live studio audience, were silent because they weren't actually sure how to respond to it. You repeated it, and then you called out Bob, Bob Iger, I, said, yeah, Iger? Iger, I think is his name. Because yeah. he's supposed to be in the crowd. And, and all of that is just real fun because yeah, at the end of the it's day, it's, it's, listen, Elon, like I, uh, what he says, you're going to try and blackmail me with money. That's, I think, is also the, the real big important part there. I think he didn't say he's unblackmailable. He, un-black-mail-able. he said, you're going to try and blackmail me with money. Yeah, money. and it's like right, money it seems like I burn money. I pissed money. I shit like you cannot you know how many billions I got. You can't scare me with money. Now, there's we another start talking about that goddamn Epstein fucking flight log and who went where and all that. Then you might scare all of them, yeah, but that's not money. There's another part of this
1: clip that, that we didn't we didn't play. And it talks about um, 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 Eli saying if if the company crashes because of this boycott. Right, it'll be because of the boycott, not because the company failed, and and the guy's like, well, don't you think that you know your actions, yeah, yeah? And he said he said something like, Earth, we'll ask Earth this idea, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we'll let we'll let the people decide. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's it's interesting in the in the political landscape. I don't trust Elon. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. And you and I talked about this before. When when somebody who you don't trust spouting things you like it's like okay i'll listen you know what i mean but like you know trust but verify kind of or, or oh, absolutely uh maybe well, it's, it, no, it's
0: listen it's I, it's the same i think the premise you're saying there we're talking about we've discussed before is you know we've we've you, there's point in time i don't know today but i know for certain we've looked it up before you could go ask google who was the most powerful doctor and somehow bill gates came up as the answer which oh yeah that that in and of itself should tell you what's wrong with some things right i mean that's that, and that's <laughs> the premise of here right it, it's the this it's the theater it's the show it's the do i appreciate that he said it how he said it yeah it, do we here's here's what they're showing us we have two billionaires that are at ends with each other they're 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 bickering fighting over xyz da da and it's entertaining and i appreciate it and we're talking about it but what yeah. what are we missing where are they fucking us where what are they <laughs> getting by on the other side that we're clearly not paying attention to that's the real thing right it's the uh, it's not even to call it three card money cuz three card money at least you know you're participating in that game this isn't even three card money these we don't we you me we don't know the name of this game no no and you know um there's an element of
1: like for me specifically of you know r- looking at everything is just like you know, a narrative like wh- what what are, what are we supposed to take away from it we were the other night we were talking to um george about uh george floyd and that whole thing and I, you know i was trying to make the point it was like you know yeah if, if what happened not if what happened the way we were presented what happened it was that was a terrible thing but like did it did it did that warrant the response and why were there other there's other right, examples of right why was that the one that sparked like the nationwide response yeah, that it it, did Yeah it was it was so muddy by s- by the the actual logistics and specifics of what happened and there are other cases that probably happened that week that could have been better examples of of more justified you know outrage and so why why was that particular one the one you know it's just so interesting to me it's all it's all a narrative. It's all, you know, it's all um, smoke and mirrors. Why did well, you
0: say that? So last night I was not aware. First of all, the the movie Barbershop. I'm sure you're familiar with Barbershop. I, Ice Cube first movie. Sure. Then there's a second one. It was called Barbershop Two. Back in whatever blah. It was him and Queen Latifah. Okay. What I wasn't aware of until last night, and I say it wasn't. I, I thought maybe probably there was a third one. I did actually see and watched. The third one last night. As this is talking, Ice Cube you're talking about? Yeah. There's yeah. a third barbershop. The reason this popped in my mind, as you just said, that is talking about George Floyd. Uh, in There's a point in the movie where they're talking about, um, like, there's a ce- they're, they're working on a ceasefire. They're in Southside, Chicago. They're working okay. on a 48-hour ceasefire. They have had the two gang leaders in their shop and c- had them agree to 48 hours to so no killing. Because obviously, obviously, not obviously. Anybody that follows any kind of gun violence in America understands that Chicago has gun violence all the goddamn time, mm-hmm. blah, 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 So they, they took the two shot callers from the two rival gangs that were the ones with the most egregious, the ones in charge of all the goddamn killings, and they asked them for 48 hours of ceasefire, and they got almost 48 hours. Anyways, during that, though, somebody does get shot, and uh, Ice Cube's character Calvin gets upset, and he starts talking about how not only was it a waste of time, but every bit of everything that's happened throughout history when it comes to... George Floyd, Eric Garner, I mean, he just starts naming out, he names probably ten different, I say ten, probably five different fucking incidences where where, where black people were killed, whether they were unarmed or whatever, and they were all things that were brought into the, the public knowledge, right? And it's a big thing, along with the George Floyd. And his point and his frustration, though, was that, you know, what we're doing right now is no, is fucking pointless. There's no point in this. There's no use. There's not, There's nothing going on. Like, we haven't made any progress. We haven't done anything. Because during this time, right, we were shooting for 48 hours of ceasefire. We got, you know, 37 hours. And then during said ceasefire, the one kid that came around here that was in the private schools and the one that we all thought was going to make it ended up getting shot. So we fucking failed and he was pissed. And that all popped to my mind as you were saying that. Because there's, again, there's another, there's examples everywhere of, of violence that could have and should have forwarded that narrative if that was the intent to just forward the narrative that's what we we're talking about a minute ago yeah 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 well
1: yeah well, what i'm saying is everything is a narrative like the story sure. you're telling right now about um, Ice Cube in a, a, a third sequel of a movie, right? And it's a, dr- a comedy, dramedy, comedy. Yeah, okay. So, d- th- we talked about this very, very briefly, but there was a CIA operative that just came out relatively recently. We're getting into the conspiracy r- world let's right now. Let's do it. Who basically said, um, let's see, CIA financed hip-hop for social engineering to cr- quote-unquote corrupt uh, American youth and covertly destabilize and so division in America admits ex-CIA agents. So, there's an agent that came out and said, basically, we invented hip-hop. Now, invented is kind of a, a loose interpretation of that, but, but but invented by way of like so i A. I'd say introduced it. Sure. Hold on, hold on. What this guy claims is bands like N W A. were propagated. They were cha- they changed their their um you know hip hop used to kind of be about positivity and so it changed into like gangster rap and so the, the, this guy the C I A agent claims that they wrote some of the actual raps right they wanted they wanted the most aggressive things they wanted you know the cop killers kind of stuff in there and look how um you know if you want to follow that conspiracy theory all the way through look how successful Dr. Dre Ice Cube Ice T have been post you know um I'm killing cops falling kind of line. like hip hop career post following following in line and doing No I don't anything. I don't mean following I, I mean yes that's part of it what I'm saying is rewarded for right. for sure. doing that right well, they're and now and like and some and of them are billionaires like Snoop Dogg was convicted of murder and yet he's doing you know Martha Stewart st- you know what I mean like like what I'm saying is the the the, the 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 developers of that culture right were, were p- quite
0: possibly manipulated that could sure. have been a manipulated thing and otherwise we've talked about it before before and it's it's brought up briefly uh it's not in the movie uh straight out compton but it's other places if you look up and it's you know it's back when early on in your gangster rap and your battle raps like you'd have back and forth and in the back and forth you had people specifically calling out and i say people easy specifically Specifically calling out Dr. Dre for early on his his records and his spinning of the records and what he would do. He was it was he was Dexter and there was the Dexter Wiggle and you go back and look. I think Dr. Dre was went to like private school. Well, Dre Dre and the with the Dexter Wiggle, Dre as Dexter. You know, we're talking like a sequin fucking tuxedo and roller skates and that kind of thing going on. And we went from that to you know smoking blunts and on fucking compton avenue et cetera. Et cetera. but same difference listen easy went from selling crack in compton to eating dinner in the white house
1: yeah but to me like that's the all believable story B- so what i'm saying is all
0: of that is, is what would 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 reaffirm that is what i'm saying that it, it illustrates it highlights it but it wasn't it wasn't done in a way that said you know the government's in charge and we've done this it was just here's the reward of you know being popular well it what was presented
1: world. as like a, a natural e- evolution yeah, there, from there, from, there, from yeah. poverty that's what that's what kind of hip hop yeah, yeah, yeah. hip hop culture kind of was was presented to us as you know and like i'm not saying that that isn't what it is and i'm not saying that people you know unknowingly like contributed to it i'm saying there were the, not nah, actually i'm not saying anything i'm saying that somebody in the cia said we created all that shit in order for a, for a purposeful way of do, again do, do, what? divide uh, and conquer well what's I'd, really say,
0: I'd say simply I, you know, I agree to uh, again, I don't know I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what I hear of that and I've heard it, we've discussed it in different times I my, my take and belief of it is this uh, what is it uh, Dre is a billionaire uh, Jay-Z is a billionaire uh, is Ice Cube I'm not sure I don't think so not quite uh, I know that uh, Snoop is not quite a billionaire either but the ones that are billionaires right again it falls in the ones that are even close, hell, even Kanye or Ye or whatever the fuck he calls mm-hmm. himself now, right? Like, can't he couldn't be canceled? Yeah, you know, he could have been canceled, except like he couldn't. And again, do you fall in line enough so that we, we, they, them, they allow it? That's my question. I think uh, you understand what I'm saying there?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, th- well, you know, the baseline of what we're saying here is, is or my, my way of s- describing is, like, everything is a carefully crafted narrative. Um, like, yes everything sir. everything you're presented, just understand that you're presented it for a certain reason, right? And sometimes you can be presented something in alliance with what you're saying. And it's like, okay, yeah, even if they have bad motives, at least, you know, I agree with that. The, uh, uh, Case in point in. In Argentina, they have, they have elected a libertarian, someone who wants to like tear down the system in a way that like many many libertarians are like jumping on board, like hey that we like that right? And then you know there's conspiracies attached to the uh, World Economic Forum and all these other things, and it's like okay well skeletons in this closet. I don't know. Is this like a sheep uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, or is this one of those situations where like hey you can't get in that situation unless you you know what I mean? Like make a couple deals with the devil. And so should we just like lean on the concept of um, hey, at least he's saying the things we like, Right. you know. Uh, always holding back that he's gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna burn us. You know what I mean? Like not, we can't believe any of these people, but at least, it, like we talked last time, you and I hung out about the Overton Window. And so, if the Overton Window is like over libertarian thought, like at least that's something positive in the world, in my opinion.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, and so one of the first, my first dives into like this this concept, um, and w- on the conspiracy theory way of it, uh, the movie Arlington Road. Uh, Jeff Bridges, and it talks about domestic terrorism. And one of my favorites about it is is early on in, in the movie, he talks about how he asks his class. Right, he's teaching a class on on domestic terrorism, and he's talking about at that point it was Timothy McVeigh in Oklahoma City uh, and a couple other things. But he asks, more bullshit. Once, w- when when the when the incident occurred, when the attack occurred, right? How did you feel? You felt violated. You felt scared. You felt this, this, and this. And then when they came back to you, then you know the next day, and they had not only a name, but it was one name. and it was a lone wolf, this one person who didn't think like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And, and they told you that they had figured out all of their motives and they had their, their manifesto and their, all their information about them, blah 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 blah. And this is why they thought this way, and this is why they acted this way. How did you feel? And the girls used to asking the two you asked her the first one? you asked the second question, she said, "I felt better. I felt So you felt safe. Now that you had a name, You knew it was this one person and that you know because they said it was a lone wolf did you believe it she's like well yeah it made sense okay so they the the story you were given right was this has happened and this is the person did and this is why they did it and it's only a lone wolf and this is why and here's their all their thoughts and their manifesto and by the way they're gone now it's all gone everything's gone so now how do you feel well better okay now because of this though we have to tweak some of these rules a little bit we have to change some things under under this guise of protection. Right. And it's all of that fits in the same thing. What I'm talking about, it, it's all just that narrative. It's it's a carefully constructed story mm-hmm. designed for control. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, and it's, you know, every conspiracy is, is wrapped around that, you know. But, you know, I, I, I bristle at this kind of concept of, of conspiracy theorists or whatever. And I don't like, you know, uh, like uh, my thought in like understanding this stuff is not. It's not because you know, I'm kooky and you know what I mean. I, you know,
0: whatever. You, you are kooky. Oh, so I'm kooky, but I'm what I'm saying,
1: what I'm trying to say, is that that. Like my my approach to this isn't that I believe all this stuff. Like you know, as a you know, what I mean, uh, oh, obviously so on and so forth I like to do the I like to do the homework. I like to look, look into it and like, okay, this challenges my you know, I call it indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just kind of the the story of, of our existence, how old you know human beings are and all that stuff is super curious to me. And it's like the, you know, when we catch people when we catch them lying in things, it's like, okay, why were you lying about that? And if you're lying about that, why wouldn't you lie about everything else? Sure. Right? We talked about on this podcast about this the the moon landing. It's like man you know maybe we did maybe we didn't but like the story you told us about how we did didn't add up to me and so why can't I question that you know I was, right. gonna, I was gonna present to you the the Einstein thing that I was reading the other day about how like Einstein may be a myth you know his intelligence may be a myth you know the fact that you know he worked at a patent office and maybe that's where he got all his, all his ideas the, the fact that E equals MC square was published before he ever talked about it you know you you know all these different things there's, there's stories about his, his wife was a was a, a famous mathematician also and apparently she would like translate some of his math for him and, and so like it's all these things and but you I know that's that's a story we're supposed to believe. Well, that's I don't not I
0: don't know if you saw my giant smile as you said the equals E equals M C squared because it's one of my favorite early on um Animaniacs. And I'm I'm certain you remember Animaniacs. Sure. Yakka Wacko and Dot, right? And we had all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. We had the good feathers, you had fucking Pinky in the brain on the, anyways, Animaniacs, one of their episodes um it wasn't here is how they presented it: Einstein didn't actually discover E equals MC squared. Yakko, Wacko, <laughs> and Dot helped him, and you know mm-hmm. how they helped him. when When he was in the middle of his, his computations, they were, you know, doing a song, whatever, busted into his office, his, his uh, whatever, his he's where he's working, right? And they accidentally like erased part of the board, and then turned around real quickly and started trying to put stuff back. And what as they were putting it back, it was backwards except there was a mirror that they knocked over and okay. what they wrote that he was looking at in the mirror was the word Acme uh, and if you look at Acme backwards you could see E equals MC squared interesting like the two presented, presented you know how two could be an a right The the the, the the, the A that's written in the lowercase. Sure, A, sure. A?
1: Are you saying they're presenting it with, as, like, he accidentally he, yeah, discovered he, this? He yeah. stumbled yeah. upon yeah, the, Isn't that the, funny? They,
0: the Animaniacs presented it as he accidented upon E equals MC squared because they wrote Acme on the board for him, and he saw it in the mirror as E equals MC squared. Yeah. Some of these things, like, you know, again, I, I don't know. Ha- is it on the nose or is it? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, you know hesitate to even say any of this because it's like i don't necessarily believe all these things i'm spotting it's just like i this thing arises question right it's like um, That's like why okay I, say,
0: I don't know what i don't Ooh. know what I it don't says
1: know. uh uh how about this uh, einstein's first wife maleva Maric, was a serbian physicist who had helped him with his math uh quote other prominent scientists have made the claim that his wife did most of his math for him it's like okay what do we do with that i don't you know what i mean i don't know i don't know um, I do. Li- I
0: do with that. With uh, I say, who are the most sci- uh, most scientists, most mathematicians, whoever? Who were they, and, and when and where they say it? Like, I'm not discounting it. I no, just went, want I went. I went and looked up these people,
1: and it. it's like th- the Wikipedia is like some people claim that they invented E equals M C squared, yeah. often attributed to you know what I mean. Right. It's like okay, let's just sow enough division, and also like the internet. When if you control the internet, you control the information. <laughs> like it's like you control. Once upon a time, they didn't let people read because they didn't want you reading the Bible for yourself, right? They sure. wanted to control the information yeah and then you know there's an element of like you can't be a something unless you go to our schools and we oh, say absolutely. you're a doctor an engineer yeah. an architect, or whatever 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 so like right, right it's a control of information and it, it's through a control of like qualification it's a control of legitimacy like all these things are all kind of playing together and the, the root call or the root word here is, is control right um, why would they lie to us about Einstein I don't know if they do did or not I don't know but some people are saying these other things it's okay so let's look into them surely Surely, you know, it's, it's worthwhile of like investigating this and like d- debunking it if, if that's it or, you know, having questions or like there can also be right. some things that are unanswered. But but the idea that this is settled, this is you right. Know, the science
0: yeah. is settled is the most unscientific thing that's ever been said in the history of science. Because science. Yeah. Truly, according to the scientific method, I've understood it and learned it and respected and it worse. The science cannot be settled. The questions as we have today can be answered to the best of our ability, but it's not settled because you've got to continue it's, to ask you know, the questions. That's a, s-
1: that's a silly kind of way of thinking, isn't it right. Just it's, it's, to say it's settled. No, you got to yeah, keep asking
0: questions because science can it here, and I hate it, it cannot be settled. It cannot be. It can only be answered as best as we can answer today. Well, yeah, the concept because of Because forever settled, answered, like, that's it. That's the always answer. No, that's not how it works. That's not how we got here. Yeah. It's settled,
1: settled is the antithesis of, like, curiosity, right? It's like, okay, I, you know, I don't have to think about that anymore because it's answered for me. So it, 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 it thwarts the curiosity part. Right. Scientists is supposed to be filled with curiosity. That's that's the idea behind it. It's it's like, how do we explain this? How do we dig? Right. Know, when dig it's deeper? like,
0: let's do the experiment. If we do it a th- hundred times and we still get the same answer a hundred times, what happens if we do it a thousand? Well, during yeah. that thousand, yeah. we got three different answers and nine hundred ninety seven. The same. OK. And, then, and then so there's three that, that, that were different. What the fuck happened?
1: And through that, like the explanation of why why it behaves that way. So you do it experiments on the experiments on the experiments. Okay, so we we observe this in been uh, given these circumstances, but why? Like let's right. observe. You know, anyways. So yeah, all of that. Th- I don't know if I intended this this conversation tonight to be necessarily um, an indoctrination breaking on on Einstein, and I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it. Wait till we talk about. Um, um, Helen Keller, that's a fun <laughs> one. Um, wait till we talk about um, Shakespeare, that's another fun one. Th- you know, and, like, again, these are more examples uh, of pe- people who've done some homework and have just questioned the narrative we've been told about. We've been told about that, right? Helen Keller. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Keller was one of the greatest authors in, um, in American literature history, but yet, like you know, like, uh, wh- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we bought it. We, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. They told us. Amazing person, yeah, you know, girl power and all that. Then it's like, wait a minute, Stephen Hawking. That's another one. It's like that one of the greatest. Like I, I saw a meme. It was like one of the greatest. Um, one of the greatest whatever uh, 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 tricks society ever played was was this you know astro theoretical astrophysicist who had a British accent who thro- spoke through a computer. Who the fuck knows what was going on in that guy's brain and who was speaking through that computer? You know what I mean? Like it could have all been smoke and mirrors for all we know. Sure. Like that's the way I want to go out, Nick. I hope that, I hope that you know, like I, I get you know, uh, comatose and somebody like decides, you know what, this guy's worth it. We'll just make him be the smartest man in the world and we'll just hook him up to a computer. I want like a uh, like a um, I'd like a British accent as well. Uh, frankly, I think that'd be good for uh, me, a uh, British robot accent for me, when I'm comatose. you guys think I'm the smartest person in the world? I'm talking about uh, theoretical astrophysics, physics, physics, physics. Vodka's working.
0: Yeah, physicists. <laughs> By the way, with that note, here's what we're gonna do another quick little break, cause I gotta, I gotta hit the head, and we're, Dude, we're, you're gonna gonna come, get, we're gonna come back with another segment, a little segment. We're gonna, we're right. gonna make this a little. Let's,
1: right? um, well, let's, well, let's do, let's, let's, let's do the thing where we
0: like do the proper thing.
1: Hey, all right, last break. We got a few minutes left. Um, we really enjoyed. Like kicking this thing back off—it's been a lot of fun, um, you know. Kind of putting these thoughts back, back on, on the recording. Um, I think we just spoke. We just refilled our drinks. We're gonna, we're gonna crush this last segment, and and we're just gonna leave the people, Nick,
0: with something positive. And I think we're gonna kick it off to you. We'll start with that. Is a tasty beverage. It's, yeah, it's uh, good. It's good stuff. This vodka's good. Um, so, one of our last podcasts, uh, we, we I delved in a little bit about uh, Gabriel give me some power with be present. Uh, we watched, uh, since then, it's been a while, but I'm sure you're familiar with Cobra Kai on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. the kid Miguel, the, co- the main character of that, there's a movie that came out, and in, in the same vein where I'm going with this, is we've been doing family movie night, and family movie, we've been doing the, uh, the Marvel series, mm-hmm. yep. the Avengers, et cetera. Uh, we did movie, family movie yesterday, and not, because it's not the weekend, because Elijah was like, well, why don't we do it tomorrow? I said, like, because we do Marvel on the weekends. And he's like, touche, because he, you know, <laughs> got to lawyer this kid, right? Yeah. So, I said, we we gave options of either doing Blue Beetle or the Meg 2, and he's like, I never saw the Meg 1, and then I showed him the preview for Blue Beetle, because I told him, hey, it's, it's, it's Miguel from Cobra Kai. He was quasi-interested, uh, okay. and then he saw the preview, yeah. and he's like, we're going to watch that. Got it. Throughout the movie, what I could tell you is yesterday, and I talked to Nicole about it after the movie, too. There's a there's a lot of themes, a lot of fun stuff, but one of the themes that I heard, and they never said the words, be present, but they said repeatedly, his dad was telling him as they were talking, he said, this is where I'm supposed to be in the universe, mm. right here, mm-hmm. right now, yeah. with you. And that, to me, ties into what I say all the time, Josh, and you know that. I, and I try to find out uh, the moments, and every person that I've expressed this to if nothing else it's important to me and I think the, the importance has been shared is that when I find the moment in the day I get to say the words that there's nowhere else I'd rather be on this plane of existence than right here right now with you doing this and I mean those words I don't I don't sugarcoat them like uh, the people that know me understand that. It, it's cliche for a lot of people to say I say what I mean I mean what I say um, I'm a simple monkey and that phrase is really <laughs> important and words are really important to me and that hit home a lot in that movie because they expressed it over and over that they didn't say be present but he said his dad said he said i know exactly where i'm supposed to be in the universe it's right here right now with you that was awesome to me i thought that was really interesting about that movie
1: yeah man that concept of be present it seems so simple but um you know so we, we just lose sight of it and that's kind of like that you know i think that's important to that be kind of um Continue to to search that out for sure.
0: So it is so hard, but so wonderful, and I love it. So and that's the Zen, right? Find your peace, find your Zen. Life is good. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and let all of those that are listening, the fourteen of you, <laughs> it fourteen thousand of you, soonly. That music right there from my boy Space Toast means Four one and thing and one thing only.
1: For the people in attendance tonight and uh, the millions watching around right. the
0: world. What are we going to do on the next podcast? Same
1: thing we do every night, Nicholas. What is that? Try and take over the world. Boom. Your
0: Highness, Secretary General, Your Majesties, Your Royal Highnesses, Presidents, Prime Ministers, Ministers, ladies and gentlemen.